Welcome to Overflow. We got Christian Piles in the house. I love when Christian is in Austin. Yeah, boy. <laughs> we can argue a little bit. Yep. Yep. Plus, it's it's much nicer mm-hmm. to have uh, a guest on the show. Yeah. So I don't trust any guests. You know, Martin, Bader, they've been on the show, but mm. I prefer not. I prefer Christian Piles. What's up? What's going on, Christian? We're coming off of a Super Bowl of sorts and heading mm-hmm. in to a Super Bowl of sorts. Cliff Keen, Las Vegas last week might have been um, the best uh, tournament this year before NCAAs. Of course, you have the scuffle in the Midlands, um, which are coming up, and they'll be awesome as well. But Cliff Keen this year with the field that they had was just a really good um, kind of a preview. Or, But, but it's so... it's. So far early in the season that it's it's really a first glimpse of a of a major and there were a lot of interesting results. Um, and and what do you make of them? It's so early in the season. There was a number of kids out. Is it? There was crazy results, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Is it? You know, you said to me off air, uh, we could just be getting to a point where there's no one that's unbeatable, but. In, in some regards, you could also say, well, it's early in the season. Mm-hmm. So let me hear what you think of all the craziness. Gabe Dean losing twice and and um, Gadsden pretty much dominating Schiller. And mm-hmm. not that that's crazy, but there's never been that gap. No. Um, so so what is your uh, takeaway from Vegas? My, uh, there's uh, The main thing, I think, is is there's some things you can, you can learn from it, but you just can't overreact to, to – what you saw happen, and and you gotta take uh, not not necessarily with a grain of salt, but not every result is the the end all be all. And I think what we're seeing in college wrestling more and more is the playing field. Um, I don't know if it's if it's leveling, but everyone is uh, better. I, I think guys are better than they've ever been, and I think that makes um, more guys vulnerable to be beaten. I mean, last the, the year the gaps are are small, yeah. right? Yeah, I don't think the gaps are as wide as they were. So someone as excellent as, as Gabe Dean is is vulnerable. And Scott Schiller, who's beaten Kyvan Gatson five times, can can lose. And, you know, you got guys on different um, – it, it ma- little things can make a difference. Like, in my opinion, you know, um, some of these guys are – they've been training hard, competing a lot. Those guys are going to be a little more worn down at this point than the teams that have not had a lot of weigh-ins and a lot of events. And – it's, it's all on how those training cycles overlap. You know, some teams are coming in fresh. Some are coming in a little more banged up and a little more um, battle you were, tested. You were on the ground uh, in Vegas. I was, unfortunately, I was back here at headquarters. But could you tell, any, is there any sense that some kids were just more up for that tournament than others? Is uh-huh. there any body language that said, you know, I don't know, Taylor Walsh was out to make a statement, or Kyvin Gadsden was out to make a statement, and Scott Schiller didn't think it was such a big deal. I, I'm not yeah. making any excuses, I know what you mean. but uh, was there anything like that? I w- I didn't see that. I mean, body language. Um, yeah, well, yeah. Um, with Logan Storley and his match with Blaze Butler, his body language wasn't good. You know, there, he hit a point, and you know he he was up by like four or five and wanted to challenge an escape point. And but just like you know, talking to the rep, yeah. talking to his corner a lot, I was like, well, this is kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, you could Logan see that a couple Storley, times. Logan Storley's not a guy that that gets you know the moment gets to him or anything like that. So but you I, could see uh, almost uh, and through that match, 
Logan almost milking some free time to like catch his lungs or something. Yeah. I don't know. It was a little odd. He he wasn't. He, that is not the best version of Logan Storley. Sure. And credit Blaze Butler for winning, but in the same, I mean, Gabe Dean was tired. What is what does that even mean? I mean, I've never even seen that. His mm-hmm. face was red. He was breathing hard. So um, Gabe Dean's not out of shape. Gabe Dean is just not. You know, he wasn't clicking on all cylinders, and he lost a match um, to Meeks that. Um, you know, it, different ref, different little things. Maybe he wins, and then the Zilmer one. Uh, sometimes when guys lose and guys get on a roll, and Zilmer's coming in hot, you, you, things get out of control a little bit. So, well, you know, overflow. The 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 concept of the show is is basically things that are off the mat in the periphery of the mat, and and so uh, you know, what I'm interested in, at least for the purposes of this show is like. Maybe the you know the peaks and valleys of the season. It was interesting to ha- see the the, the uh, not odd but sort of unrespect unsuspected results, and and think about it in terms of um, the landscape of the season. And kind of playing off that, uh, it's a long season. People sometimes you know they peak and 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 they and they um, ebb yeah. and flow, and so. Um, what do you make of it now? There was two starters from Cornell out. There was three from Ohio State out. What do you make of maybe sitting your guys and resting your guys? Not that they weren't legitimate, but if no. that was NCAAs, they'd be wrestling. Yeah, yeah. I just think um, more and more our sport, and for better or worse, is so March focused. It's all about March. It's all about what you do in March, what your team does in March. That's the only thing. Right or wrong, that, that your teams can be remembered for, these, te- these coaches have perspective, and they're not going to worry about winning S- Cliff Keen Las Vegas when, um, you know, Hunter Steber can win a title this year. And if that, if in any way, even in the smallest form, is going to impact his March performance, n- and that's not just Ohio State, that's maybe anywhere. I mean, but I think even Ohio State, I think, is, is even more... Uh, f- March focused this particular year. I mean, they yeah. wouldn't even let they would they didn't even want Logan to wrestle freestyle in in the in the summertime yeah. this year because they have eyes on March and they really think they can win it. So um, they are uber focused on yeah. March. Yeah, they're and and even more so on this year. And there's some question, man. This is like they put all their chips in on this season. There's a lot of pressure riding on this. But um, but but I, I get it, and I think it's maybe just something we're gonna have to deal with. You know, the Cornell situation a little different. Rubuto coming off of uh, you know, major knee surgery, mm-hmm. and Palacio played soccer. Yeah, soccer. So it's a, it's a little different across the board, and you got guys ineligible on other teams. So, um, yeah, it, it's just uh, it's just that March focus. I believe. If if I ask you this, and like I said, uh, you know, the overflow is typically not about wrestling right. on the mat, but I have to ask you this question. Okay. Did it change? Did Vegas change your perspective on March as far as who the team to beat is? No, not at all. I thought, I felt since, shoot, last year early that Ohio State was going to be the team to beat this year. Just that, that's just what I knew about Tomasello and Bo Jordan and Kyle Snyder. I know they're going to be instant impact. I know those guys are going to be in the mix late. I know Logan Steber's going to win a title. I know. Hunter's going to push for a title, and I know that Minnesota has holes, and all that is still true. Scott Schiller can still win a title. Logan Storley can win a title. Ness can win a title. But no, nothing changed at all in my mind. No one emerged 
there wasn't like a guy like if Nick Wanzek had gotten second and beaten Walsh and Moreno, uh, it would have changed something in my mind. If Sam Brankell had placed or something, or you know done better than what what he did, maybe. But no, there's nothing like that. Nothing changed in my mind, even though it was such an amazing event. Okay, I you know I kind of feel I kind of feel the same way, although a glo- uh, uh, holistically, although I I will say and I'll keep those thoughts to myself. Certain guys went stock up, stock down for me just based on uh, on some nuanced things I watched. Okay, but um, moving on, uh, my thesis this week and something that I uh, again a lot of these topics overflow topics. It's something I I noticed. In the past, you know, it's not just this light bulb moment, but it's something that um, over time I've thought of and I've, I've recognized, and and uh, you know, it's not not a definitive answer to it, but it may, things that I wonder about. Um, and this week, I'd like to. It's great that you have you in town because um, I need. This is a topic that requires some back and forth and requires some. Uh, data mining and, and example finding and so uh, today I want to talk about does development exist in college wrestling the um, what I think what most people would say or or the the way conventional thinking goes is you go from a high school senior you go into a room you get better then you're a sophomore and then you get better and then you're a junior and you get better and I don't see it that way I see high school kids going to college and they go in these opens and by and large they are what they are. The they are either a really solid kind of contender type or they're middle of the road or they're not good. Or that what you see as a freshman is is what you're going to see. Incremental improvements maybe. Yeah, you know, you take 5th as a freshman and fourth as a sophomore or or you know your round of 12 as a freshman and and then you make your way up the pecking ladder like kind of like a Tony Ramos you know okay that's incremental improvement but I'm talking about development I'm talking about dramatic development Mm -hmm. and I just don't see it um correct me if I'm wrong um I would say that um it happens the way you describe it sometimes sometimes we see that incremental improvement and I think a lot of times um, where I would disagree I think by the redshirt freshman sophomore year you kind of get an idea of who who they're going to be but I think there's there's a lot of examples that just kind of immediately came to my mind I mean Mike Moreno was a guy that won like I think he was like three and seventeen as a freshman and was an All American. Really? Son. He was he was brutal, terrible. We have an interview. <laughs> we have an interview about it with him. Um, you know, Dan Dennis and Phil Keddy were not good, and then they turned into title contenders, All Americans. I mean, think about think about Jordan Burroughs. You know? Yeah. DNP. Yeah. Ooh, they were brutal weight classes. I'm I'm saying, Jordan Burroughs from his sophomore year. To his junior year, what he went from yeah. awesome, That's I true. mean, very good, to he was, I mean, if you watch him, Jordan Burroughs probably would have won a lot of freestyle tournaments that junior year when he smashed Poeta and Lean and Gillespie. He torched an amazing yeah. bracket. And and in many ways, um, Jordan Burroughs is, is an outlier, but he's he was an example came on my mind. Frank Molinero, even though he placed 
his freshman year. I mean, he was like not even 500. And he got a lot better um, over the years. Kirk Smith. Austin was was Molinero, was Molinero a true or redshirt freshman when he played as a freshman? He was a true freshman, I believe, when he played. See, I give them a little bit more of a curve. Um, sure. I, I think a guy like – now, me and you have kind of – Gone back and forth about a Joey dance, uh, uh, yeah. um, not a, not about his ability at all. No, but we've gone back about his his criteria for ranking, and you note that he's had some weird losses. But listen, I think you have to get up to speed. Like the first three months of the season, I'm not even I'm giving him mulligans. You know, sh- sure. I want to see what happens in the second half of the year. You have to learn that's a lot more. Uh, college is a lot tougher, um, a lot more physical. You're not. Out slicking people or, yeah. or, or, or out techniquing people because they all got the same technique. And, and so, uh, you know, as a true freshman, if they're 500 and, they're, and an All American, I'd say, okay, good things to come from him. And, and maybe it wasn't a, a fluke or maybe it wasn't an outlier. But, um, you know, you, a lot of people say, too, when uh, there's a lot of things to look at when you're recruiting guys. And one of them is. Did they have good coaching in high school? And it mm-hmm. seems like a bit of an oxymoron because if <laughs> if you have good coaching in high school, you're already coached up. Yeah, Blair guy is like, well, you know, Matthew Kalazic, how much better are you gonna be? Chris Villalonga, you know, that's the question. Right. And you don't know. So, and, and I'm not, I'm don't want to say that anybody that dramatically improves. Okay, so if you dramatically improve as a freshman. In your freshman year, mm-hmm. you might say, well, he got that way because now he has good coaching in college. And I don't want to say, well, wrestler X's high school coach was not good. That's not no. what I'm saying. But there are surprises, right? Sure. And, and Nobody saw Connor Hartman coming. No. Um, Jack Jack Deckow was a nationally ranked guy. Nobody saw him AA in that early. No. Nobody saw him being that good that soon. No. Um, but – they are. They were that good, and uh, some other guys that were ranked number one in the country. There's been a gazillion cases where superstar blue chippers, redshirt freshman year, the first year, aren't who we thought they were, so to mm-hmm. speak, and and they never become who we thought they could be. Um, so what do you attribute that to? Well, I I think well taking it back. You know, the question is, does development in college exist? And and to believe that if that's untrue, then you have to think about these good recruits uh, that go to, uh, you know, bad programs with bad coaches in Division One, and we've got some. Um, and they don't do well. They don't develop. They don't get better. Um, they're, they're not developing because they're not in the right environment, which would say to me that development does exist. Um, so I think, you know, the, the situations that – the you have to factor in the environment these guys are in, and if you're in an environment with, um, you you've been the big you've been the big man on campus in high school, and you've beat the crap out of everyone every practice you've been to. Now some of these guys go to clubs. You got the young guns and twisters, and they're they're pushed there. But for the most part, these guys are just beating up their high school. Now they're going in here, and they're they're nobodies. They're getting smashed early. So they're they're developing right then and there, and that you say that's getting up to speed, but I say it's I say it's developing. I say it's you're getting your feet held to the fire every single time, and now you've got to you've got to figure it out, and that's that is developing. I mean, well, Joey Dance, Joey Dance. It's funny you mentioned him. 
he was amazing in high school, and he was average for most of his true freshman year, and he is better now because he, he couldn't get the legs. Now, he, man, we're having dirty flow takedowns of him, like, misdirect single legs. He's, like, in, he's not front headlock and shuck reliant. Now he is getting the legs and finishing so much. So he Joey Dance developed. He was an amazing athlete. He's a good wrestler, but he developed. And, um, yeah, yeah, that's what I got. It's it's tough to say. There's a, there's a million there's a million factors and there's a million cases. You know, when I first brought this up, I brought it up the other day to uh, Bader, mm-hmm. and the first words out of his mouth were, "Did you think Nation Garrett was going to be that good? He developed. He developed at Cornell, but yeah. No, I guess with development, I guess a uh, uh, a subcategory of this is." Are there coach are coaches causing development or are individuals causing development? Because if you look at a program, any program, I think you have guys that develop, I guess, in one way, and guys that regress in another. Um, for every program that has a guy, um, I, I'm still of the opinion that. There's not a whole lot of development. <laughs> I think they are what they are, man. Yeah. I, I don't see these great strides. But um, how come? How come? Like, let's say a number ten recruit in the country, or a kid that was never highly ranked, mm-hmm. goes to a program, Jack Deckel, yeah, ranked fourteenth in the country, whatever, twelfth in the country as a senior, goes to ODU, all Americans right away. Now, why do they have another guy on their roster that was ranked one, two, three, four, five? That's never even in the starting lineup, or five hundred. So one guy, you know, one guy outperformed what people thought he would do, and another guy underperformed. Yeah. Is that you can't you can't say Steve Martin is a great coach because he coached up. Jack Deckal. Mm-hmm. You can't also say Steve Martin is a bad coach because he had a, a a number three recruit that never did anything. Yeah. So is it is it on the individual? Oh, I mean, of course. I mean, it, you can't you can't put your eggs in one basket. You have to have a focused, driven individual, and and their body has to hold up. There's a lot of there's a lot of variables. You have to have a good room. You have to have a good coach. There's a, there's a lot of things that that are required. Um, for for a guy to reach his, his expectations and to reach his full potential, but reaching your full potential and development to me are synonymous, and those happen when you go in the right environment, when your body's working, when you have a good quality coach. So that's when you see guys improve. So, um, you know, yeah. are there any programs that you would identify as all boats are lifted, like mm-hmm. pretty much every kid on their roster? Gets better. Um, Cornell comes Cornell. to mind. Uh, that's one. That's one that comes to mind. And then I say that, and then I mean not to. I mean, dirt on a tough kid, but Mark Gray's really struggling. He was amazing in high school, but there's a lot of factors at, at play there. Well, but yeah. I would, I would, you know, Cornell's one. Penn, Penn State, uh, they get guys better there, man. David Taylor got better. There's, there's guys like at Penn. Penn State, I'm like, I have no idea how this kid's good, because I didn't think he was very good in high school, and or, or like I thought he was average 
and now he's doing this. And and the same with um, Iowa. Iowa almost like Iowa almost has a floor. Some people some people say, well, some of these Iowa guys, you know, even Haw- Hawkeye fans complain um, that this guy isn't doing this and isn't reaching this this ceiling. Yeah. Right. Uh, let's say a, who was it last year? It was Grothis that beat all the guys that plays yeah. top five, right? Yeah, he beat the top four. Uh, oh, Grothis beat all these guys, but he's not he's not hitting his ceiling in the in the um, postseason. Well, I also say that they have a certain floor. The Iowa guys seem to have a certain floor. They they will definitely be freaking good. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, they've had they've had some. Non-qualifying weights before they it took them a while to get a 49 that could make it to the tournament. They back in Ballweg at 57. They start, so they they have a floor. I mean, you're not gonna hear me say that Iowa guys don't develop because I believe that they do. Um, and, and I think we're talking about we mentioned Cornell we, and there's others we're not mentioning and that we're not. But one one thing. Okay, so the, uh, here's the big ones, right? Cornell, I agree with you. Pretty much everybody in in their in their lineup gets better. Yeah. I mean, Jace Bennett, Jace Bennett. Come on, he won the conference. Right. He won EIW. I mean, and even back as far as a couple years ago, Bozak was not supposed to be that good. Uh, yeah. And, and I'm not cherry picking here. What I'm saying is, every guy in their roster seems to outperform their ex pre pre college expectation. Everybody on the roster seems to be better than what you thought. And and maybe for some fans, it's tough to um, gauge. Be- you know, I, I'm really in tune with the transition from high school to college, so I watch yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and maybe some some diehard college fans that don't follow, don't care about high school wrestling, um, don't know that. But like, Simaz was not supposed to be that good. Yeah. Bozak was not supposed to be that good. Lunis was. Um, you know, Nevinger, yeah. hell of a career. Nevinger. Hell of a career. Two-time All-American. You know, um, so. You know, even Travis Lee coming from Hawaii, great, great in yeah. before high school, but he wasn't supposed to do that. Jordan Lean, you're not supposed to do that, no. right? Um, Oklahoma State, I think pretty much all the boats rise with that, with that tide at Oklahoma State. Yeah. But h- how about some? It's easy, right? It's easy to say, okay, Cornell, yeah, <laughs> Iowa, Penn State, Oklahoma right. State. That's easy. Is there any programs out there right now that you think, hey man, this these guys are coaching them up. These guys are coaching Ooh. them up. Well, some, I have one in I mind. S- I see some firsthand. Um, yeah, one, one where I was just like, "Wow, you see, you met, you, you see the fight in the teams." North Dakota State for me was one um, that you know I watched their duel against UVA. I watched them against Virginia Tech. I've watched them at Vegas now, and they're 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 building it. And they still might be a little bit away, but they're probably gonna get some guys on the podium. Um, I like I like what they're doing there, and I don't think they've got some. And correct me if I'm wrong. You know the guys they've got in the lineup. I don't think any blue blue chippers on that team that that I'm aware of. I, yeah. I think I like them, but I'd like to hear yours as well. I think that NC State is coaching them up. Yeah. I I see guys in their lineup and like okay, they're not going to have three or four national champs, but right. There's guys. He's not supposed to be that good. He's not supposed to be that good. And even even in losses, I'm like, 
I don't even know how this guy's hanging with him. I yeah. really don't. And it's, but and it's fight and it's technique and I think NC State's really coaching him up. And I, I don't want to like completely go on record on this because this isn't going on what I've seen with my eyeballs. This is just going on results. Eastern Michigan has had good results, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've no, they've been. They've and been so well. when it's not when it's not one guy and it's across their roster, it's across their lineup. I'm thinking, man, Del Porter's doing something right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I t- shoot. You may not like this one. You guys tried to fire this guy, but I think Ryder's pretty freaking. I tough. think Ryder is too. I, you know, I was watching their duel. I said on last week's show, Overflow, that I was watching their duel with Penn and. As I'm watching the duel, I was like, man, maybe I owe them an apology because <laughs> they look pretty darn solid across their They've They've got lineup. a lot of good wrestlers, and they've got to, like guys like Claygon. He's going to get ranked. He just it, it just hadn't happened. He hasn't had that win yet that, that he needs. But that's that's another team that I think's really tough under yeah. the radar. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm on board with them, too. Yeah. But uh, Christian. What up? It's been this has been a long show. We're just talking, huh? Yeah, you know, we're on. Uh, this is hour two. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're have to have commercial breaks if you were yeah. in Texas all the time. But um, that being said, Christian, we can talk wrestling all day with you, man. Er day, er day, all day. Now off of one Super Bowls, Cliff Keen mm. into Iron Man, one of my babies. I said, um, I was telling Ryan, this is. The 20th year of Iron Man, and I wrestled in the first. It's been 20 years Dang. since I wrestled in high school. You, that puts you at, like, what, 25? Like 73 years old. <laughs> but all weekend, watch it on flow. The coverage is uh, sponsored by Kill Cliff, just like this episode of Overflow is. Christian, it was great to have you on. And um, what are you going to be doing this weekend? Shoot. Chilling with my peeps. In where? In VA? VA. VA. What are you... Uh, I'm gonna be watching a Are heck of a lot of wrestling. A heck of a lot of wrestling. Ohio State, Missouri. You're excited about that? I'm one? pumped for that. Come on, Missouri. Wrestle Jaden at 97. Ooh. They better not pump him. Are you going to it? Are you be home for that? Nah, one? I'll be home. Where's it at? Ohio State or? Mm, Ohio State. All right. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, Christian. Thanks and, for having uh, me. Everybody, watch Iron Man this weekend. Three or four number ones will be decided. One verse two, and it'll be a great. Uh, great weekend once again. So much history coming out. Uh, we have a, a bracket breakdown of an old bracket. Christian's excited about that mm-hmm. one. All the Division One guys in there. But thanks, guys, and thanks, Kill Cliff. Until next time, this has been Overflow. Peace.